0: Hello, everyone. Chaplain Philip with you again. I'd like to explore a little word today. It only has four letters, but it packs a powerful punch. That word is hope. As a hospital chaplain, I hear this word in conversations all the time. We're waiting on the doctor to get back to us, and we're hoping for the best. We're going to try this new procedure, and we hope that it will bring success hope. Desperate people cling to hope. Sometimes it's all they have to go on. The term hope is found 130 times in the King James Version of the Bible. And as a member of the human race, born into sin and struggling with a natural bent towards evil that we've all inherited from our first parents, Adam and Eve, hope is all we have to cling to. Imagine the terror the despair that our first parents experienced, cast out of Eden and separated from the face-to-face experience with the Creator that was no longer possible for them because of their rebellion. With bitter sadness and hopelessness, they watched flowers die for the first time, animals killed to clothe them, the ground stubbornly resisting their efforts to grow what they needed to feed themselves. With shock and horror, they experienced the tragedy of Cain murdering his brother Abel. The tears they must have wept, and the misery they must have felt, and then the white hairs, the aging process, and the ultimate separation between God and humanity, end of life, death. How horrible, how awful for them. Their own deaths must have been a relief from the suffering they experienced, in contrast to the joys of Eden before the fall. The saddest part of this story is that we've accepted this cycle of life and death as normal. But even in all this this sorrow, there was hope. God promised them a redeemer. Then he gave them Seth, another life to cherish when evil was gone, and the story of hope was born. All through the Bible, Hope brings reassurances that God will renew, restore, recreate, bring back what sin has marred and destroyed. Hope. All through our lives, God acts out the meaning of Hebrews 11, verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Hope. It is a recurring theme. All you have to do is search through the promises of God, and you will find them they will actually jump out at you right off the page. Hope. God's promises of presence, God's promises of presence to care for you, to love on you, to feed you, to comfort you, to guide you, to heal you, to calm you, to walk with you, to cherish you, to rescue you, to save you, to restore you, to remake you, to justify you, to sanctify you, to glorify you, to make you his own, to take you into eternity and to never, never leave you. For you are his child, his beloved, his prized possession, his crowning work of creation. I see a lot of sad situations in the hospital where I work, but I also have opportunity to spread around that word, hope, to those who are afraid who are in despair, who feel there is no longer reason to hope. I was called to complete the advanced directive, that's a power of attorney and living will, for a young 29-year-old woman. When I entered her hospital room, I noticed she was wearing a purple gown and she had a sitter observing her. She'd been brought into the ICU for attempting suicide. As we began began to talk, she explained that she wanted a DNR, a do not resuscitate order, so that the next time she attempted suicide, she would not be revived. I told her that because of her attempted suicide, she was not considered mentally stable, and that could not be done for her. As we continued to talk, we explored together why she wanted to die. She told me of all the things that had happened in her life, her alcohol addiction, her broken marriage, her two boys being taken away from her. Her story was sad and tragic. I felt tears in my own eyes as she expressed her pain. Her emotional and psychological pain was so great that she just wanted it to stop. That's why people attempt suicide. They just want the pain to stop. She had no hope. From her point of view, there was nothing left to live for. I never tried to lessen a patient's pain. I walked through it with them. We continued to talk about God and church and how her life had gotten to this point. She told me she had been raised as a Christian, had gone to church growing up, and that she knew her Bible well. But even with this background, somehow hope had not been a part of her experience. She told me that she had been so bad, that her life had been so terrible, that her actions were beyond redemption, that God had turned his back on her. That gave me the opening I needed to share the truth and to introduce her to what the Bible is all about, to give her hope. I talked about the love of God. I told her the story of the prodigal son, of how he felt the same about his father as she did about God, that he had sinned too badly, that he had become an embarrassment to his family, that his father would never want him back as his son. He was willing to go back as a servant. Just give me a place in the barn and let me eat the leftovers from the main table, was his well-rehearsed speech. I told this young woman about the love the father had for his wayward son, how he ran to meet him when he appeared, trudging down the road, coming back home. He wrapped him up in his arms, not even caring about the raggedy clothes, the bare feet, the stink of his unwashed body. He put clothes on his son's back, shoes on his feet, and a ring on his hand. I explained to her what these items meant. She listened with rapt attention like she'd never heard it before. Then I told her that Jesus told this story to his listeners so that everyone would know this is how his father Our God views all of us wayward, sinful human beings. We are his children, his beloved boys and girls. To continue, I told her there is no sin, no action, no situation, no event that we do or experience that will ever separate us from his love, God's lavish, forgiving love. As I talked, the tears rolled down her face, but more importantly, her eyes reflected the first glimmer of hope that she had experienced in many, many years. She asked me if God would accept her now, even though she had never really given her heart to God when she was young. I assured her that God was just waiting to hear from her, that his ear was bent low and his arms were open wide to accept her into his embrace. She gave her heart to him that night. She prayed with me the prayer Of acceptance her eyes lit up with joy and hope became her precious possession what a thrill it was for me and I praise God for allowing me the privilege of being Jesus hands and feet to this hurting young woman I visited her two more times before she went to rehab and what a change in her she still had her struggles but there was a peace about her some joy and best of all, hope. Thank you, Lord, for who you are and that you are all about hope. Give a listen to the praise song that was the prayer of her heart that night. The praise song is Holy Water by the group We the Kingdom. And as always, may God bless you today. Until next time, I'm Chaplain Philip.